Hello and welcome to Nested Photos, the productivity podcast about living your most fabulous life. Uh, my name is Rosemary Orchard and I'm joined, as always, by Scotty Jackson. Hey, Scotty, how are you today? I'm great. Fabulous. Sounds like a great bar to live up to. I'm, I'm, I'm here for fabulous. Yes. Well, we always love being fabulous. Um, and to mm. that to that end, we've produced some episodes which we believe are fabulous. So if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, you can find all of the back catalogue at nestedfotospodcast.com. And uh, of course, if you're a supporter of the show, then you get a bonus episode every month. And if you want to find out more about that, you can do so at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. But what we want to talk about today is, and uh, people are going to be really surprised that it was me that picked today's topic, I'm sure. I want to talk about streamlining and automating inboxes scotty because i've had some uh some inbox fun recently um and i realized <laughs> i needed to streamline i needed to do a little bit of automation i needed to improve things and uh, i have done so i'm really pleased it's i'm very happy things are feel like they're doing really well uh so uh yeah i i've been working on this what do you think inbox fun the air quotes are palpable like the, they I mean, weigh some of it's heavy genuinely been fun air. i've been looking through my inbox okay. and there was just a, there was just something called cucumber it's like oh. why is there cucumber in my inbox um it's a good one uh yeah and uh, the answer is it was an automation that had gone awry um which is fine you know these things happen um but at the same time you know it would have been much better if these things had not gone awry um and therefore you know cucumber landed in the grocery list and i'd actually purchased it instead of it just sitting in my inbox waiting for me to process it so I, I've, right. been, I've been tidying things up and improving things a bit that's good I, I i have been thinking about inboxes also uh lately and a part of it was inventorying because i moved my desk and that started a weird domino effect house of cards situation where i started you know basically renovating the whole house. And it got me thinking about the inboxes that I have because I have an inbox on my desk. I also have an inbox at the top of the stairs and and that lives there because that's, you know, closer to where, you know, mail comes into the house or you know, close to the kitchen where a lot of action happens about, you know, notes home from school from the kids or, mm-hmm. um, you know, ask, just sort of collecting crap from around the house. Um, and I started thinking about, you know, what inboxes do I even have? Because I had also like started an inbox upstairs, you know, in, in our room because, you know, for whatever reason, stuff makes it up there. And I realized that I, you know, first automation trick for myself was have fewer of these because Mm -hmm. I really don't need, I really don't need all of them. Um, so I was able to eliminate the upstairs one because I realized, you know what, that's just me being lazy, either not bringing stuff downstairs to where it belongs or just being honest with myself and throwing it out. I'm just tossing it in a box to be, you know, future garbage. So uh, I think that that was like my first, my first obvious move with, with inboxing was to, was to try and turn it off. That's a physical one. That's probably easier to do. Digital ones, those are trickier because they're probably more nuanced Mm -hmm. and there are probably many more of them than one thinks. Uh, before taking like an active inventory of them. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing for me as well. And I realized that in some cases I need more physical inboxes and fewer digital inboxes. Um, Mm. And I also, um, you know, part of this was also just looking at my life, okay? And this is something everybody should do on a semi-regular basis anyway. But I realized there was a pile of paper on my dining room table. It was not a particularly big pile of paper, but it was a pile of paper. And it was stuff that I perceived that I needed to do stuff with. But I wasn't doing anything with it because it wasn't landing in an inbox. So I took the the other inbox in that room and I put it on the dining room table. Which now means that I've gone from having a, a, a real inbox and a accidental fake inbox to 
one actual place where things land. And that that's pretty helpful, mm. I have to say, because, you know, I, I've just solved my problem. Um, yeah, so so that was step one for me. And then, and then, you know, the other things I've been doing is just having a look at, you know, how I end up with stuff. Because digitally speaking, of course, there's stuff coming at us, you know, via Twitter. There's stuff coming in on email. There's stuff um, just, you know, flying by on messages, Telegram, WhatsApp, um, you know, IRC, Discord, <laughs> all of these things. You know, a- anywhere that you can communicate with people is an inbox. Um, and some of the ways you could fix this are by talking to people in fewer methods, sometimes possible, sometimes not possible. Um, mm. And, you know, the alternative is, you know, being uh, great at getting the stuff out of the places where it comes to you to a different inbox. And on the one hand, this is kind of like you're moving the problem. On the other hand, you're consolidating things. So mm-hmm. I have been uh, taking great advantage of the fact that the drafts app is on every single platform and it pretty much always appears in the, the share sheet for anything that vaguely resembles text. Um, and so I've been throwing loads of stuff into drafts because drafts, of course, was designed as a kind of inbox application to start with. Um, and it has a lot of different actions and therefore, for me, automations that I can use to get things out of drafts to wherever it is they're supposed to go. Um, and that definitely makes my life easier just because this way, you know, I can be like, okay, so where am I putting this? Like it needs to go somewhere. Well, there is nowhere. It it goes into drafts. That is my primary digital inbox. Um, And that's for anything. Like it could be reference material. It could actually be a task. It doesn't matter. But, you know, I've been trying to consolidate digitally. Okay. This came in via email put it in drafts. This came in via mm-hmm. Discord, put it in drafts. This is the thing I saw on a website, put it in drafts. And then after that, I can decide what I'm going to do with it. See, that that's really excellent. And I think this is, this is something that I've come to discover over the last couple of years too, is that like in the classic getting things done methodology, step one is collect. And We've done episodes about this, links in show notes. And, and and there are a lot of tools that do that collection automatically. There's this there's this slightly nuanced element here of aggregation that, you, that you're talking about and that I think is super important so that, you know, I don't want an inbox that is like my Twitter notifications and my messages notifications and signal telegram, all, all the things that you listed, right? There, there needs to be this sort of like... I guess maybe uh, maybe a, a a thoughtful and purposeful version of collect that happens after automated collect happens, and in that beautiful moment, um, I've been I've been trying to triage a little bit, like not a lot, like I'm not trying to get into processing and organizing, but at least decide what gets to pass through that aggregation screening aspect of collection and make it into an air quote more meaningful inbox, right? So that. Uh, I'm not just throwing anything that could be anything in there. I'm at least eliminating garbage and the absolutely unactionable um, stuff. So there's, there's there's this moment of quick triage. And in that moment, there are a couple of things that I've found that have been really, really helpful for me. And the, the first has been um, taking the time to unsubscribe from stuff uh, for where it comes to email. Um, it seems a little bit laborious and I know some apps have made this you know, a lot easier to do in, in recent times. Um, but I have found that, you know, investing a little bit in 
unsubscribing from things where even where I'm like, oh, but I only really get that once a week or once every couple of weeks or once a month. If if I'm not actually into it, I'm unsubscribing. And once you do that, you know, several dozen times or a hundred times or 200 times, the sum total of the effect and value of that stealing your attention um, becomes pretty meaningful. And uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of making sure that anything that comes in wherever I can uh, is sort of pre-screened as something that deserves my time and attention. Yes, yeah. Um, I've actually been unsubscribing from things quite heavily recently. It seems that one of my old email addresses um, was like sold as part of a whole list of mail addresses um, and is now being put on loads of mailing lists for totally irrelevant stuff. So I went through mm. and I had a look um, and, you know, some of this stuff I, I created actually uh, an, an action. I, I use Airmail for uh, email on iOS. So I created a custom action which uh, uses the unsubscribe feature it bounces it back to the sender and then it marks it as spam. Um, and I called it super spam. Um, oh, wow. So it, it, it does all those three. But at the same time, I looked at it and I was like, all these are coming to an email address I barely use. I had a look. There were two accounts in one password that were still using that email address. So I changed those. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to just stop having emails collected from this email address. Like, so long and thanks for all the fish. Like, it's still there. The email address still exists. If I need it, like if something's going to it and it shouldn't be, then I can still go and look. But over time, I've managed to migrate most of the things away from that, um, which is good. And I realized the other thing recently, I have lots of email addresses. And this comes from, you know, I've, I've, I've previously and to an extent I'm still trying to split up things so that people get one email address. You know, people I know and I like get one email address so they get through to me. Um, and then there's another email address, which is the kind I use for Amazon and newsletters and stuff like that, um, where, you know, it's it's things potentially of lesser importance or business. Um, and that's, you know, the one published on my website. I'm sorry if people have written to me at that address. It's not that you're not important. It's that, you know, anybody can grab that email address. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that's maybe how, you know, some people like to try and add me to newsletters. Spoiler, you're supposed to let me confirm that I want to be on the newsletter. Anyway, um, but one of the things I realized was, you know, what what do I actually do with these? Do I put these in separate email applications? No. Do mm. I check these at different times of day? No, I check them all at the same time in the same email app all the time. So what's the point of having multiple email addresses? And I don't know why it's taken me so long to do this. Somebody out there is going to be going, Rose, you're an idiot. Why Why did you create multiple email addresses for yourself when this is the problem? Um, but then Apple at WWDC recently announced a feature which I will be using, which is now you'll be able to use iCloud for your domain email. Um, and you can create aliases. This is fairly standard for domain emails. So an alias is where you could have, you know, say, um, testing at rosemaryorchard.com and contact at rosemaryorchard.com, and they all land in exactly the same inbox. Um, and there's also a hide address feature where it'll just generate a random address, um, which basically is another alias, but it doesn't even necessarily use your domain. Um, and I am going all in on that as soon as I can get on it because I think this will help. It's going to force me to go through some more of my, my inboxes and consolidate things and tidy things up and so on. And I won't lose anything with, you know, email addresses, you know, not changing um, and so on because, you know, I'll still have the email address. It'll just all be coming into the one place and hopefully making my life a bit easier, um, which, you know, is what streamlining is about. Streamlining is trying to remove friction. Um, and the other thing I've had to look at with removing friction is how quick is it for me to put something in my inbox? 
Uh-huh. Because physical inboxes, I've changed them. So previously they were locations and now they are trays with sides. They're not particularly deep trays because I never wanted to get too full. You know, if you've got like a stack a foot high, that that's a problem. Uh, but these are shallow trays. Um, and the idea is then this way, if you put stuff in there and you pick it up to move it, things don't just fly out and away. If there's a fan on, you know, it's summer is coming, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, so, you know, having a fan on, I don't want things to just fly out of my inbox and then potentially get eaten by a robot vacuum. Um, you know, <laughs> genuine life problems for me. Um, in your in your case, you have dogs um, and children. So there there's other potential hazards. Um, but, you know, having, um, you know, a... a an easier way to get things into my inbox has been something very important to me. So I actually now have a button on my home screen. Uh, it took me a really long time to do this, and it's just a plus. And basically all it does is it it pops up, It's a, it runs a shortcut, it's asks for input, and then afterwards it gives me a couple of options. Uh, so it says, you know, drafts is the first one, um, and uh, omnifocus is the next one. So if I know it's tasks... Um, then each line gets split into tasks um, in OmniFocus and dumped into my inbox and that's it. You know, I don't even see OmniFocus. It just goes, boom, done. Um, And otherwise, uh, it just dumps the whole lot into a draft. Um, And this is great because it means that I don't have these squirrel moments. Um, Mm -hmm. And for people who've not watched Up, first of all, it is a great movie and it made me cry. Um, it's, It's wonderful. But basically, every so often... The dogs get distracted and go, squirrel. And they just freeze and stare off to one side or the other side, depending, um, because it's a squirrel. I have so many squirrels in my life. Uh, I actually prefer red pandas, but that's beside the point. Um, uh, But, you know, there are so many squirrels. You know, I'm walking from this room to that room because I want to put a glass in the kitchen. And then I see a thing or I need to empty the robot vacuum. Um, or whatever. And these things, you know, pop into my head and I get distracted very easily. This is something Mm. I'm very aware of. So I try to remove possible distractions. Seeing the contents of my inbox when I am supposed to be doing other things and I just want to capture a thought is a squirrel. Like, if I see the contents of my inbox, I'll be like, oh yeah, I should add a note to this. Or, oh yeah, I should, you know, write down this other thing as well. No, no, no. Like, that can happen when I'm processing my inbox. Getting stuff into my inbox easily without friction that's that's what i need when i'm streamlining things um you know and that's been my focus that's a good focus to have i want to go back to one of the things that you said you talked about using airmail and and actions to process your inbox one of the things that i discovered for myself was that when it comes to streamlining the getting through of the inbox where it comes to email uh where a large volume of my inbox material is um Doing that on a phone is the fastest way for me to do that because I can, I can, it's just a series of swipes is delete archive or flag. I need to do something with this. Or if you're using something like airmail and you have, you know, tie-ins to your task management systems or, or what have you, uh, even better. Um, but in, in my mind, my, my sort of quick going through the email is archive, delete, or mark it as something that I need to do something with. And if if I can do that quickly, then I can at least make sure that whatever is in an action inbox uh, is truly actionable. And I don't have to worry about the, you know, 200 items in, in, in my email box. And I can run through that a lot faster than I can with a mouse. Um, 
because there's only three different moves that I'm allowing myself to make. And so I have found that building those rules for myself about how I will behave with my email inbox. Um, I mean, rules are a great way of streamlining to say, simplify the way I have to think about things by removing decisions. I don't have to think about how I'm going to email process. I know what email processing is. Um, I've de- pre-decided how that's going to work for me. So that that's a that's a great way of, of streamlining and, and managing myself. Um, the, the other thing um, that I've thought about is uh, notifications, particularly where it comes to uh, um, email and turning them off. Because really all that means is that my inbox has collected a new something. Super. I, I, I don't think that I need mm-hmm. that distracting my attention. I mean, for me in, in, in my corporate job, right. That's 200 squirrels a day in, in rows units of measurement. So I, I do not need those, those squirrels. I do not need my inbox to inbox me. So, uh, I've been very judicious about keeping email notification off. Um, but managing a VIP list, uh, because I use iOS and, and, and Mac OS of mm-hmm. people who are allowed to break through that. And I think when we think about WWDC 21 and the things that were um, announced about iOS 15 and, and the next version of Mac OS um, having different focus modes, I will no doubt probably tune a little bit with that. Yeah. Um, but even just having the blanket rule of like autom- of, of automated notification, no thank you, um, with very, very few exceptions. Um the, the the last part that I've thought about with these sort of notifications is for, um, and, and you talked about this earlier too, about how we talk to different people in different contexts or apps, right? Whether that's, you know, messages or Twitter or FaceTime or uh, Telegram or WhatsApp or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was beneficial for me to do a little exercise of who do I talk to where mm-hmm. and what do I use these things for? And then start to migrate a little bit. So like for the people that I have um, made connections with via Twitter, but with whom I have like a, a, a more personal relationship than, you know, the exchange of, you know, Twitter isms or, or information that way, we're moving into like a messages or a WhatsApp or something like that, because that's where my personal conversations occur. I don't, I don't need to have like too much going on in Twitter DMs because, oh my goodness, I will... I will never get to all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the more inboxes I have, the more spread thin my attention becomes, the more I have to prioritize, which means that the lower priority things fall further and further down from the top. Um, so I know we talked about aggregation already, but but understanding, again, what my rules are for what I will use different apps for helps me understand Without looking in those inboxes, again, because the goal is to not look at the inbox except when we need to process the inbox. Uh, without looking at those inbox, I can tell what kind of content that m- might be. So I know that if there's a bunch of stuff in inbox eight, that's okay, because that's probably not stuff that I need to sweat. If there is as many as one things in this other particular inbox, I got to get on that. And, and so those 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 rules for myself have been vital, I think, in, in terms of, you know, managing what all of these inboxes are and how I treat them. Yes, definitely. And I think a lot of this is, you know, figuring out both, you know, 
apps and systems that you have and also your devices. Um, and this mm -hmm. kind of leads me to something else I wanted to talk about because you, you mentioned, you know, the iPhone is the best place for you for processing email because it's really quick. Um, and I love that. And also I love the fact that, you know, you can use different apps to process things than you do usually. Um, and mm -hmm. this is something I really need to spend a bit more time playing with, you know, using one email application, maybe mail for actually, you know, sending and reading email generally, but then airmail for processing email. Like, no, this is spam. This is archive. This is an email receipt, whatever, you know, just assign, you know, some, some actions to different swipe gestures and be done with it type thing. Um, which I love, but another one that I use heavily um, is um, "Hey Apple Lady." Uh, I'm not going to say the actual phrase because otherwise, mm -hmm. everybody's HomePods, AirPods, iPhones, iPads, Apple Watches, etc., will go "Hello" um, right back at them. Um, but uh, you know, saying that allows me to not—I don't have to do anything other than think and speak. Um, and occasionally, you will get weird things transcribed because it misunderstood what you were going to say. Uh, a friend of mine recently had a reminder to poop euros. Uh, it was actually reboot euros. Um, but apparently Siri had misunderstood. Um, so, you know, every so often you're, if I you're could do that, I'd never cross that off my list. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to get a howler, which is always just fun. Um, but I like using this because I have got, a bit of an automation setup behind this. Uh, so if I, uh, you know, if I say, you know, hey, Apple lady, uh, remind me to do this at 9am, then that's probably by 9am going to get absorbed by Jew. Okay, Jew is the application that nags you about things. So at 9am, I'll get a reminder and then at 5 past 9, I'll get a reminder at 10 past 9, I'll get a reminder and so on and so forth. Um, and so it will get done. If it's a location-based reminder, it just stays in reminders. In fact, it actually gets moved to another list um, inside of reminders by um, a shortcut action that I have that I, I run regularly uh, through automations. Yeah. Everything else gets dragged into my OmniFocus inbox. So if it doesn't have a due date or another alert assigned to it, which is, you know, location-based things, it gets pulled into OmniFocus because it's almost certainly going to be a task. Um, the exception, of course, is groceries, which get added to a grocery list, and then those don't get put in my OmniFocus inbox. They get put in my grocery shopping project uh, because that's, you know, simple. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that is just one way of automatically, you know, streamlining my inboxes because a shortcut runs and then stuff disappears from one list and appears in another relevant list. Um, and it, it just... It just happens. It's like magic. Um, and I realized, you know, a while ago, uh, this was actually when I was moving house last year, I had a bunch of stuff that I had to buy. Uh, and I realized I frequently get stuff from the same shops. And I needed to be able to see things when I was in that shop that I needed from that shop. Um, and so I have a, uh, it's actually an OmniFocus uh, script, um, it, it written, um, well, it's written in JavaScript using uh, OmniJS, uh, their their library, um, so that I can talk to OmniFocus. And you could modify this. Um, and I'll I'll put a link to my exact script as it currently stands in the show notes. I will apologize. It's not particularly well written. It's It should be relatively easy to understand what's happening. But basically, it looks at my inbox and it goes, oh, hey, this needs this tag. This belongs in that project. And so on and so forth. 
Um, and it sticks things in the right place for me without me having to do a lot. It automatically adds a waiting tag to anything that starts with waiting. Um, that's in my inbox. It, it only goes through my inbox. It's called process inbox for a reason. Um, but, um, you know, and this is heavily customized to my use in the shops that I shop at and so on. But it means that I can add a whole bunch of things to my inbox and just have them processed for me. And so I don't need to think about them. I only need to think about the things that genuinely need thinking about. If I add something to my inbox from a store, that's because I'm going to go buy it at the store. And then when I'm at that store, I want to be able to see it in the list for that store. There is no further thinking required from me here. So this is, you know, leading into automating processing. But it works because now when I look at my inbox, I don't say, oh yeah, this I need to buy this from this store, I need to buy this from that store, and so on and so forth. I click a button, it clears up a whole bunch of my inbox. It also does nice little things like removing extra spaces at the beginning and end of titles mm-hmm. because that bugs me. Um, and, you know, getting rid of things that bug you is very important, I find. Um, but, you know, I, I do this and then a whole bunch of things just magically disappear. And it's not that they're gone for good. They're actually now in the right place so that then the rest of my inbox, when I look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on this thing. OK, that belongs to this project. Actually, I don't have a project for that. So I'm going to go ahead and create it and so on. And it just means that then, you know, my inbox has had all the stuff that's obvious filtered out. Um, And I've ended up putting stuff in the script that I rarely use because this way, you know, that one time that I add something from that store, Mm -hmm. well, guess what? It, you know, it gets cleaned up automatically. Now, if I ever do it again, then that happens. But it just has a look and it goes, no, task doesn't match this. Next. Um, And I mean, for me, that's perfect. I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, So... Yeah, it, it it works out pretty well. There's a couple of different approaches to uh, how to do things in there. So hopefully people, when they look at it, will understand uh, what I've done there and how it works. Um, there's there's also um, some magic automation stuff, which is a holdover for a previous time where stuff occasionally still gets added um, in an old format. But that's, you know, it doesn't really matter with that. Um, it's, it's more a case of I have this thing that makes my inbox an inbox of things that I personally right. need to think about rather than a system can handle this for me. Because if a system can handle it for me, then a system should handle it for me. And I love handing things like that Absolutely. off to systems. And, and with the ability to personalize things too um, through shortcuts, uh, like you mentioned, or, 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 or scripts if you're um, tall enough to ride that particular ride, um, that's that's fantastic. Um, I mean, honestly, the, the one of the best ways to... You know, manage the inbox is to where you can skip the inbox. So, you know, like you said, you know, you've got this script that is automatically, you know, putting the right kind of content in the right kind of places. So you're not going from the email inbox to your OmniFocus inbox to like process and sorted. You're, you're skipping one of those steps, which is, which is fantastic. And I think when it comes to me working with my own inboxes that are not automated, uh, I am. I too am trying to find ways to mindfully skip the inbox. By that I mean, if I know th- what a task is, and what you know, what project it's kind of about, and what sort of metadata it might need, as in like when it's going to be due or when I need to work on it, I don't need to st- stuff that into the inbox and then make myself remember that later. 
I should just really do all of those bits about it now and make sure that it gets filed appropriately in my, in my task management system. Um, and I, it's very tempting. It has been very tempting for me to just imagine, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to follow. I, Scotty Jackson, do hereby solemnly swear that I will follow these steps of workflow and I will collect and then I will clarify and then I will process and I will organize and review and then do. Accept that. <laughs> if I know that I need to um, take the dog to the groomers next Thursday and that in order to do that, um, I need to make sure that I have the you know necessary you know car belt for the dog on the dog <laughs> at you know uh, forty five minutes before we have to leave in order to make sure that all this works. Why am I not just tagging and putting a due date on that task now? Like don't don't just put like get dog ready for you know groomer in the inbox. I I can put all of that data about it. It goes into the right project and it's done. And then I don't have to think about it again because. Probably I will be annoyed at myself if I see that in an inbox later saying like, I know when this is happening and I know why this is happening. Why did I just throw it in my inbox? Why didn't I take 30 more seconds? And now I've wasted an additional two minutes lecturing myself and then feeling bad about that. And then in some sort of terrible inward inbox downward spiral mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't, I don't need to like punish myself or, or create more work for myself or redoable work. So. Um, I think I've said a lot of words for what I need to remember is that the best way to automate the inbox is to sometimes skip the inbox. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why, um, you know, I do have actions in OmniFo- uh, in OmniFocus. I have actions in drafts for processing um, tasks or processing drafts, right? So some of these are just like every single line becomes a task. Some of them are the title becomes the task um, and the rest of the note the rest of the draft becomes the note of the task. And then there are some other ones which are, these are shopping items. Like I need socks and I also need uh, a scarf or whatever. And I've just written down like five or six things. It's like, okay, these are shopping items or these are grocery items and things like that. And I have, you know, like if you look at the list of um, items in my personal processing action group, which I've made and I would recommend, um, that everybody create, um, you know, a, if, if they're using drafts, create an action group. And even if all you do is steal actions from, from the, the action, uh, library, then you are creating something that works for you. You do not need to, you know, mm-hmm. go, go ahead and create whole automations. Just great artists steal. Everybody should steal, uh, from this because you're, it, you're not stealing. It's freely shared. Um, but I have a whole bunch of things which are all related to tasks. I have a whole bunch of things which are all related to storing reference material, um, in Obsidian and they all do very similar things, but you know what? Just being able to tap or use a keyboard shortcut. This is something else. Keyboard shortcuts are so useful when you when you create them and so i have keyboard shortcuts i have stream deck uh buttons for this stuff on my mac i have you know i've made it as easy as possible to either get stuff into my inbox or to bypass my inbox where it's relevant i also have shortcuts which where i go oh hey yeah like uh water the plants it adds water the plants as a as a project which auto completes and then it adds each individual plant so i don't forget the flamingo plant which i recently put on dining room tables so therefore i don't see it unless mm. i'm looking at it because this way i know that oh yeah i have to water the flamingo plant as well and it's not done and then when i check off that one the entire watering plants things just disappears 
I mean, next next level is figuring out has it rained today, in which case don't add the outside plants to to the watering. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other problem. Um, only getting the relevant tasks into your inbox is, of course, very important. Uh, at the moment, my my solution is open my iPhone thing. Uh, I, I've got um I've got plant sensors, and so I open it. Yeah, okay, they don't need watering. Water the indoor plants. Done. Um, you know that that that's my automation there. I could improve it, but for the time being, it works. Um, but you know, making sure that you get tasks into your inbox where you can see them and either process them or sometimes straight up do them or as you said scotty skipping uh skipping the inbox where relevant because if you know where it goes just do it like do it right now and you can't you, you sorry and you can't say the phrase check this off without mentioning the the the, the fantastic book checklist manifesto um which probably listeners to the show have heard of at some point uh, if you haven't a, a link link in show notes um don't feel bad every if you if you if you haven't because uh it's it's uh, a few years old now uh but a fantastic book um written by a surgeon about the importance of checklisting even when things seem patently obvious to you when you're thinking about the process when you're in the moment of doing the work you're not thinking about the process anymore and so things that were patently obvious at that time may not be patently obvious now and the checklist is a fantastic tool to um, correct for that. And so when I'm thinking about processing my inbox and the steps that I go through and the inboxes that I need to hit, that makes for a great checklist too. So I, 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 your, uh, your, your plant list reminded me of that, of, of you know the fact that I need to remember, here are all the inboxes that I need to hit. Check, 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 check. Here are all the things that I need to do with the kinds of things that come into those various different inboxes. Check, 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 check. Um, when I'm thinking about the inbox processing from a meta perspective, talking about it with my good friend Rose on a podcast, that's one thing. Um, when I'm staring down the barrel of a giant pile of stuff that I have no idea what it is and I'm exhausted after a big workday, that's a whole other mindset. So uh, I want to be prepared for that mindset, not not as much this one. Yes. And that's the thing, you know, you are going to have different levels of energy at different times. So um, yeah, uh, we'll We'll, you know, continue processing our inbox and hopefully everybody can streamline and automate things. Um, actually, Scotty, full credit to you for me moving the inbox in that room because you were the one that told me about the box under your desk where the stuff goes. Oh, And so I bought one of those because that yes. has massively tidied up my desk. I'm really pleased with that. And that's what made me go, you know what? I don't need another box. I should move the other box because that box is a pain to get to. So now I I have a I have I have a better system thanks to you. So hopefully all of our listeners Yay. will also be able to steal some some tricks from us and tips and uh, let us know how you are streamlining your inboxes. If you've automated anything, if you're inspired to automate things now, hopefully you are. Um, and uh, yeah, well I think we are officially out of time today, uh, Scotty. So uh, we better go. But before we go, uh, listeners, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on our website, nestedfolderspodcast.com. There's a contact button right there. There's also buttons to subscribe to the podcast in all of your favorite podcast players. Um, and of course, if you want to use Twitter instead, we are Nested Folders on Twitter. Um, and if you decided that you really love us and you want to support the show, check all of that out at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. Uh, Scotty, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I may be found at heyscottyj.com. Uh, or by the same name on Twitter, at Hey Scotty J. Uh, how about you, Rosemary? Where do people find you? 
Uh, I'm rosemaryorchard.com or rosemaryorchard on micro.blog and Twitter, where I recently posted about a self-watering herb garden for people who are intrigued. Yes, I'm I'm officially automating away my plant watering duties. That's on uh, herb gardens, a bucket list item. I'm checking this out. Yes, uh, it's so much fun. Uh, hopefully at some point I'll actually have herbs. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, I've got self-watering, so it's fun. <laughs> I think we should just cut it there and not do the usual goodbye. Okay.